Section 8 of Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 9, December 30th, 1879. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 9, December 30th, 1879, Section 8. The History of Photogen and Nycteris, A Day and Night Merican, by George MacDonald, begun in number five of Harper's Young People, December second. Chapter eighteen Refuge Fixing her telescope on the motionless form that she might see it at once when the morning came, Watha went down from the tower to Photogen's room. He was much better by this time, and before she left him he had resolved to leave the castle that very night. The darkness was terrible indeed, but Watha was worse than even the darkness, and he could not escape in the day. As soon, therefore, as the house seemed still, he tightened his belt, hung to it his hunting-knife, put a flask of wine and some bread in his pocket, and took his bow and arrows. He got from the house and made his way at once up to the plain. But what with his illness, the terrors of the night, and his dread of the wild beast. When he got to the level he could not walk a step farther, and sat down, thinking it better to die than to live. In spite of his fears, however, sleep contrived to overcome him, and he fell at full length on the soft grass. He had not slept long when he woke, with such a strange sense of comfort and security, that he thought the dawn at least must have arrived but it was dark night about him. And the sky. No, it was not the sky, but the blue eyes of his naiad looking down upon him. Once more he lay with his head in her lap, and all was well, for plainly the girl feared the darkness as little as he the day. Thank you, he said. You are like live armor to my heart. You keep the fear off me. I have been very ill since then. Did you come out of the river when you saw me cross? I don't live in the water, she answered. I live under the pale lamp, and I die under the bright one. Ah, yes, I understand now, he returned. I would not have behaved as I did last time if I had understood. But I thought you were mocking me, and I am so made that I cannot help being frightened at the darkness. I beg your pardon for leaving you as I did, for, as I say, I did not understand. Now I believe you were really frightened. Were you not? I was, indeed, answered Nycteris. And shall be again. But why you should be, I cannot in the least understand. You must know how gentle and sweet the darkness is, how kind and friendly, how soft and velvety. It holds you to its bosom and loves you. A little while ago I lay faint and dying under your hot lamp. What is it you call it? The sun, murmured Photogen. How I wish he would make haste. Ah, do not wish that. Do not, for my sake, hurry him. I can take care of you from the darkness, but I have no one to take care of me from the light. As I was telling you, I lay dying in the sun. All at once I drew a deep breath. A cool wind came and ran over my face. I looked up. 
the torture was gone, for the death-lamp itself was gone. I hope he does not die and grow brighter yet. My terrible headache was all gone, and my sight was come back. I felt as if I were new-made. But I did not get up at once, for I was tired still. The grass grew cool about me and turned soft in color. Something wet came upon it, and it was now so pleasant to my feet that I rose and ran about. And when I had been running about a long time, all at once I found you lying, just as I had been lying a little while before. So I sat down beside you to take care of you, till your life and my death should come again. How good you are, you beautiful creature! Why, you forgave me before ever I asked you, cried Photogen. Thus they fell a-talking, and he told her what he knew of his history, and she told him what she knew of hers, and they agreed they must get away from Watho as far as ever they could. And we must set out at once, said Nycteris. The moment morning comes, returned Photogen. We must not wait for the morning, said Nycteris, for then I shall not be able to move, and what would you do the next night? Besides, Watho sees best in the daytime. Indeed, you must come now, Photogen, you must. I cannot, I dare not, said Photogen. I cannot move. If I but lift my head from your lap, the very sickness of terror seizes me. I shall be with you, said Nycteris soothingly. I will take care of you till your dreadful sun comes, and then you may leave me, and go away as fast as you can. Only, please, put me in a dark place first, if there is one to be found. I will never leave you again, Nycteris, cried Photogen. Only wait till the sun comes and brings me back my strength, and we will go away together, and never, never part any more. No, no, persisted Nycteris. We must go now, and you must learn to be strong in the dark as well as in the day, else you will always be only half brave. I have begun already not to fight your son, but to try to get at peace with him, and understand what he really is and what he means with me, whether to hurt me or to make the best of me. You must do the same with my darkness. But you don't know what mad animals there are away there toward the south, said Photogen. They have huge green eyes, and they would eat you up like a bit of celery, you beautiful creature. Come, come, you must, said Nycteris, or I shall have to pretend to leave you to make you come. I have seen the green eyes you speak of, and I will take care of you from them. You? How can you do that? If it were day now... I could take care of you from the worst of them. But as it is, I can't even see them for this abominable darkness. I could not see your lovely eyes but for the light that is in them, that lets me see straight into heaven through them. They are windows into the very heaven beyond the sky. I believe they are the very place where the stars are made. To be Continued Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 9, December 30, 1879, Section 8, Continued, New Year's Gifts. 
the custom of giving and receiving gifts at the new year dates from very early times indeed the druids used to cut down branches of their sacred mistletoe with a golden knife and distribute them amongst the people as new year's gifts as they cut it down they used to sing gather the mistletoe the new year is at hand end of section eight